Instagram shopping makes IGTV debut and big tech monopoly investigation findings revealed. It's Monday, October 12th, 2020. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 424 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 424 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and we have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, But before we get into it, I'm not sure what the schedule of the podcast is going to be for the next couple of weeks. If you don't notice a new episode in the feed next week, uh, it's probably because I just didn't get to it. I'm going to try to keep it going, uh, but have a few things going on that might get in the way of recording. But just a quick programming note. If I'm there, great. If I'm not, I'll be back. All right, let's dive into things and talk first about Instagram shopping. So Instagram shopping, it just made its debut debut on IGTV. And this represents like one more step in Facebook's overall effort to bring just more social commerce functionality to its platform. This update, it lets users add products that are featured in IGTV content to shopping carts within Instagram. And from there, they can either go to a company's website to check out or even check out on Instagram. This is basically the final step in making shopping pervasive on the Instagram app because it's already available in the feed, it's in stories, it's in live content. Reels integration is expected before the end of the year, but obviously Reels is a very new feature, so it makes sense that that's delayed just a little bit. But right now we have this this growing prevalence of e-commerce driven by shelter-in-place living. It's almost certainly accelerated Facebook's efforts to make e-commerce a much bigger part of its 2020 plans than originally anticipated. In this integration, it's part of a holistic effort by Facebook. It included the launch of shops on Facebook, the launch of shops on Instagram earlier this year. So we have all of these moves that have really positioned Facebook as is not just essential, uh, but just being completely necessary for small businesses as they continue to look for ways to reach and convert consumers during lockdowns. And Facebook's doing everything that they can to be that indispensable tool in terms of reaching and selling to consumers. And frankly, they're doing a pretty good job of it. All right, let's jump to our next story and talk about big tech. So the House Judiciary Committee, they released their findings from their big tech monopoly investigation. This has been a this has been a 16 month long process. I feel like I've been talking about it for at least 16 months. Uh, the report it sets the stage for what will likely be, I think, some kind of antitrust action from the government. Uh, some of the report it hi- highlights include. Facebook's acquisition of Instagram being one that was anti-competitive and stating that Facebook has monopoly over and over online advertising and social networking. Not a big surprise there. For Google, it found that it has monopoly power in online search. Again, 
Not a surprise, but there were some interesting notes. It actually said Google has set up what it calls, quote, an ecosystem of interlocking monopolies, unquote, that use data from each other to dominate the market. It found similar findings for Apple and Amazon. So this report, it makes three recommendations. First, it wants to see greater data sharing and portability while stopping mergers and acquisitions from occurring from the most dominant platforms. Second, it wants to strengthen existing antitrust laws that keep companies from creating monopolies and taking out the competition. And then third, it recommends greater oversight over antitrust laws and enforcement by Congress by increasing budgets on oversight, strengthening antitrust agencies, and giving greater scrutiny to mergers. All three things seem pretty reasonable. Big tech being too big is probably one of the most bipartisan issues out there right now. So we should probably expect some kind of action to be taken. Keep in mind, though, it did take a decade to implement antitrust policies for Microsoft. That being said, the approach recommended here, it seems to take a pretty deliberate approach to to just consider digital platforms uh, that they are going to require policies that current antitrust policies don't address. So I think this might even take more than a decade, but clearly like the investigations are finding that yes, something probably does need to be done. What is going to be done? Well, that remains to be seen. All right, that's it for the week's main stories. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Snapchat, they're taking their first commercial ad offering out of beta and making it available to all U.S. advertisers. So this is a unit. It allows advertisers to ensure that their ad is the first one a user sees on a Snap Original show that day. Snapchat stated that it sees two times higher lift in brand awareness when the first ad a user sees is a commercial versus a traditional Snap ad. A new report from Piper Sandler found that TikTok is now the second favorite social media app for teenagers just behind Snapchat and surpassing Instagram. 34% of teens cite Snapchat is their favorite, 29% choose TikTok, and 25% choose Instagram. Instagram, though, is the most used app of the three. Interesting. Facebook has finally decided to ban QAnon conspiracy groups from its from its platform. Previously, it just removed groups that were discussing potential violence, which amounted to about 1,500 pages in groups. Now, any group related to QAnon will be banned. Similar moves have been made by Twitter. Probably should have been made a lot sooner, but at least something's happening. Slack is adding some updates as Microsoft and others work to erode its role as sort of the the cool kid in the workplace communications platform battle. It's making it much easier to communicate with people outside of your company in an effort to help businesses collaborate. And it wouldn't be a platform update if it didn't add stories, right? Uh, Yes, Slack is joining every other platform out there in adding stories a stories feature with a sort of a work first purpose in mind. It wants workers to use the feature to give updates, check in, or just set a daily agenda for a team and potentially replace a 15 minute meeting. Not a bad idea if you ask me. Uh, Twitch is dominating live streaming content consumption in Q3. 
Out of the 7.46 billion hours live streamed in the last three months, Twitch received 63% of those hours. It was also where 91% of live video game streaming hours were streamed. Earlier this year, Microsoft, they shut down their live streaming platform Mixer to collaborate with Facebook. Those views had to go somewhere and Twitch was certainly the primary beneficiary. And lastly, Facebook said it will ban political advertisers advertising in the U.S. after the presidential election to add a hurdle to the potential spread of misinformation regarding election results. Once polls close on November 3rd, political ads, they will stop. Facebook will also notify users at the top of their feeds that votes are actually still being counted until an official winner is announced, and it will also be countering claims by candidates who make false claims of victory. All right, That's it for episode 424 of Brave Ad World. I always want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at TWigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, programming might be a little unpredictable for the next few weeks. I'm going to try to stick with it as much as I can, but if you don't hear from me, I'll be back. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.